0: spent the last week or so mulling things over and trying to figure out a lot of different things and get a better handle on just what's going on. Seriously, though, who the fuck are these people that make Instagram reels all day long? I swear to Christ, it's only one woman who has 8,000 different characters, because now I am trapped in the Instagram algorithm that just shows me the same looking person doing the same shit all the time. Lip syncing to something, pointing to bubbles that pop up on the screen, sharing supposedly uh, inspirational quotes or working out, or doing something dumb to their equally dumb spouse. Like, how the fuck did I get here, and how the fuck do I get out? All that and more on episode 79, the Bob Golick episode. Again, the pickings are woefully slim right now. But Bob Golick isn't all bad. Um, D-lineman, so not an offensive lineman, so we've made a Swap. We're on the other side of the ball now. Uh, A Patriots second round pick in 1979. It's a linebacker out of Notre Dame. Uh, But he was cut after three seasons because, you know, that's what the Patriots did back then. They would draft guys and cut them. So uh, as things, um, you know, unfolded in that particular era for this team, Uh, This particular cut player went on and had a pretty decent career somewhere else. A three-time Pro Bowl nose tackle for the Cleveland Browns. But his real accomplishment was his post-playing career as an actor, portraying Mike Rogers, an RA at the fictional Cal U on the short-lived but well-remembered Saved by the bell, the college years. Ah, yes, the goings-on of Zach and the gang at good old Cal U. Like NBC squeezed every fucking nickel they could out of those kids, right? God damn. The college years. Like, all right, all these kids are getting old. They're starting to look like they're not in high school anymore. What do we do? I know, send them to college. Yeah, good idea. People will eat that up, right? No, it lasted one season, 19 episodes. And as with most of the series, uh, that particular version and the original Saved by the, f- by the Bell, Saved by the Fell, eh, that's a band name, uh, it was cheesy as fuck. My 40 seconds of research uh, led me to one classic episode where uh, Kelly Kapowski decides to forego her dream of being a doctor and instead is lured into being a waitress. That's right. Seriously, seems the big tips she was snagging were far more appealing than decades of schooling and being a benefit to society, right? Good lord. what a fu- Who who writes that fucking shit? It was like 1993 or something, so it wasn't as if it was, a, I don't know, olden days, olden times, right? Oh, yeah. Anyways, all that and so much more as I am... Once again, by my lonesome here. uh, Right here, right now, on Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less than average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Yeah, Instagram, huh? That's Instagram is funny. I mean, I always say fuck Facebook at the end of every episode, and and they own Instagram, but I find Instagram to be far more appealing than Facebook for a variety of reasons. But um, yeah, it's such a it's a it's an odd place, and it it's it's funny. The only reason that I shouldn't say the only reason, but there were two. So it happened last week where I was scrolling through Instagram and, you know, you, when you're in your feed, you come up to the, the real section and, and you're like, oh, you know, you, what is this? And the first time I ever did it, I clicked on the see all and it was just, you know, you're scrolling through and obviously it's the, the algorithms that knows what you typically uh, enjoy. So the first time I did, it, it was a bunch of, bunch of funny cat videos and uh some wrestling shit and some food shit um and then there was one of a girl who apparently was like a a food blogger of some kind and she's sitting there like uh, i don't know all dolled up doing something but is just sitting and there's a song i wish i could remember the song some country song and it's playing and she's like lip syncing it while she's pointing it's like her age her uh her sign, like what she does. And then there was like a quote and then her occupation. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? And so I watched it like three times. Well, now I'm stuck in the death loop of this thing. So every time I, I want to, you know, go to Instagram reels and hope to see cat videos, uh, I get all of these broads. And the problem is like, I'm so fascinated with how, ridiculous most of them are and look if you're enjoying yourself who am i to criticize but i don't understand the content um you know i can understand it if if it's a a certain segment or a certain age group um but a lot of these women that i'm seeing they're older than me and i'm an old fuck i am old and washed these broads are equally old and washed if not older but i don't know whatever i just it's just one of these things that i I just don't i don't get you know i don't know maybe i should make my own (laughs) we'll see um but i actually i paid for an instagram ad for the show it was 15 bucks total Five bucks a day for three days. Running the ad for three days. Of the picture that I put up on Monday of the guy at Madison Square Garden with no shoes on his feet. But basically, so that's yielded me approximately one like to that post. So that's 15 bucks down the shitter, I'd imagine. Though I did click on an ad today on Instagram that showed two guys playing an arcade game, sitting on the floor. I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. What is this? Swipe up. I swipe up. And it turns out it was an ad for a fucking Airbnb in some place called Morristown, Vermont. Never fucking heard of it. East of Burlington. Apparently it's probably a, a brewery or four there and a fish show happening as we speak. It was also $659 a night, so fuck right off. $659. 4 bed, four bath. Yeah, it's probably like a winter thing, like a ski place or whatever. You know, for people that ski. Sliding down a mountain on swords. Some comedian said that, so I stole that. But <clears throat> uh, pro tip here, okay? Don't name your house. Don't give your house a fucking name on Airbnb. Pretentious, and no one really cares unless it's like a townhouse or development with a bunch of similar looking places. Grow up, no one cares. Gross, anyway. How are you? How's it going? Uh, last week's episode was, I thought, pretty good. I thought it was a good episode. Uh, started out with, um, you know, whining and complaining for a solid 10 minutes or so. About uh, a bunch of shit, which is still not resolved, but that's neither here nor there. Building a bridge. Uh, Lowest lowest rated show I've had in a long time. So, instead of my usual four listeners, I got three. Not good. Not good. Hence the reason for the Instagram ad, trying to build an audience. But look, I got no fucking idea what I'm doing here. None. I do this because I enjoy talking into the microphone for some weird fucking reason. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, but Sunday night, uh, my darling wife and I, uh, made the trip down to the Big Apple, the big city, Gotham, if you will, to see a live music show for the first time in a long time. The Foo Fighters announced a couple weeks ago, "Hey, we're playing a show at MSG. Come check it out." And I said, "You know what? Why the fuck not?" And my wife had the same reaction. You know what? Why the fuck not? Drove down there on Sunday. Now here I am thinking, "All right, let's leave at a reasonable time because I wanted to get there. I don't want to say early, but relatively early, so I could. The merch shop was open before the show, so I wanted to get in, uh, get some merch." because uh, I like merch. You should like merch too. I have a merch store. Bonfire.com. Slash complaints. Check it out. Um, It took... You know... It's a three and a half to four hour drive. From where we are. South of Boston. To Manhattan. Okay? It took close to six hours. It was that much fucking traffic. It was gross. Oh, it was terrible. And you know... We did not go the way that we probably should have gone. We should have taken the Merritt Parkway in. We took the Merritt Parkway out, which you know didn't really matter at fucking crack of dawn on Monday, and it it was three and a half. Well, it was about three hours forty five minutes to get home Monday morning. <clears throat> so, yeah, fucking oh. Just disgusting traffic on 95. I mean, that's what happens when you take 95 the whole way. You are going to get stuck in traffic. But the traffic was everywhere. Not just, you know, into Connecticut. Milford. Uh, where you get off the Merritt Parkway to get onto 95. It was, you know, it started in fucking Rhode Island. But, uh, great, great show. Honestly, it was played for about three hours. They have so many fucking songs that... On Monday, I was listening to like a Foo Fighters radio on Spotify, and God, there were so many great songs that they didn't play. It was, uh, it was crazy. But uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, I'm sure. uh, If you give a shit about these things, you saw Dave Chappelle came out on stage and uh, did a performance of Creep by Radiohead, which was very interesting. Um, I enjoyed that. They did a Bee Gees cover where apparently they're putting out a a cover album, I think, um, and they're calling themselves the DGs. Get it? Dave Grohl, DG instead of BGs, you know, whatever. Um, And they did a cover, did a BGs cover, which was very good. So I'm kind of rambling in monotone, right? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But anyways, the big thing... About that show, okay. Two things that struck me and two complaints that I have, all right. That really, it really hammered home the fact that, you know, where the pandemic isn't over per se, but here in the Northeast, where most folks are somewhat rational, uh, the pandemic is 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 getting. It's very much under control. Well, I don't. Even, very much is not the right term. It's under control. So you know, every goddamn. Big arena show that I've ever been to, there's always a handful of kids sitting on the fucking floor before the show. Sitting down on the floor. It's disgusting. It's gross. It shows your immaturity. Uh, Don't do it. All right? Stand on the edge, lean against something. Don't sit on the floor. Don't sit on the floor. It's the floor. It's gross. And it's even more gross. I don't care. I really don't care that there's been no shows in that building for 15 fucking months. There's shit on that floor in that building that's lived there for 30 fucking years, and you just sat in it. That might be a slight exaggeration, but I don't particularly care. That was crazy. And it was gross. Um, <clears throat> I want to try something here, so... Give me a second. Be right back. right uh i'm back what i really had to do was uh two things i had to go and uh take a leak and then i had to set up uh this horrible uh youtube experiment that i'm doing on the uh the youtube page which is uh youtube.com uh slash complaints and observations probably not even 100 percent sure Uh, but uh there'll be a link to that uh on the instagram page you can Uh, Link in the bio. Dummy. Um, But listen, the second part of this uh, about the show was just something that, that quite frankly, I find unbearably disgusting. So previously I talked about the kids who were sitting on the floor at Madison Square Garden, even worse, at least in, in my opinion. Uh, ...sitting across from me. I was I was sitting at the end of a row... ...and then across from me was an older gentleman. I would say he was probably late 40s, early 50s. Older because he's older than me. He's almost 50. <clears throat> this fucking guy... ...shows up to the show, right? Uh, in flip-flops. And then proceeds almost immediately... ...to remove said flip-flops and is standing barefoot throughout the entirety of the you know what amounted to about four hours from you know pre-show when you know they told everybody to get there early because they're going to be checking everything they fucking checked nothing it's like oh hey you you need to be vaccinated to get in the cursory glance of the vaccination card is not uh checking to see if somebody is actually vaccinated. It was unbearably. Uh, not, uh, unbearable is not the right word. Unbelievable. Probably a good way. Uh, unbelievably lax. Unbelievably lax. So they made a big deal out of it. Uh, the eight people that were protesting outside of the garden uh, made a big deal out of it. But ultimately in the end, you know, you could have showed them a fucking flashcard from your, your kids like ABC cards or some shit. And you probably would have got in without a problem. But anyways, uh, this mental midget sitting across from me, or standing across from me with no shoes on, I can't for the life of me figure out the people who think it's somehow acceptable to be barefoot in public. Okay? Uh, It happens at shows all the time in the summer. There was a guy at Pearl Jam sitting in front of me uh, at Fenway Park, another uh, filthy, disgusting place. Standing there barefoot, it's like what, what? What are we doing? There was another time I was in Vegas. Which listen, the number of diseases floating around Las Vegas probably numbers in in the, in the hundreds, if I had to guess. Okay, I'm I'm at a Starbucks inside a casino, and there's a guy walking around with no shoes on. What are we doing here? Honestly, I don't know why I took my glasses off. I have these horrible bags under my eyes that i you know, is from not sleeping. And so when I uh, take my glasses off, it's like, look at these bags, man. They make you look even older than you are. <clears throat> but this guy, and the other problem is, I wish I could. I wish I knew what he was saying. To the usher, but there was a guy who was an usher, seemed like a decent enough guy, but the kind of guy who was probably kind of pissed off that he's had the last however many months off uh, from dealing with these fucking uh, idiots. And now, uh, you know, this guy is asking him questions, and, and the usher is telling him no. The barefoot man is, you know, seemingly upset for some weird fucking reason. But um, yeah, just you know, barefooted shows. I hope, I hope uh, he gets ringworm. I hope it teaches him a fucking lesson that you can't, you can't do that <laughs> in a functioning, in an actual, uh, uh, rational society. You need to put shoes in your feet. If you're not, if if you're not at home or at the beach, uh, shoes in your feet. When you go to a convenience store, every convenience store on earth has a fucking sign. No shirt, no shoes, no service. It should say the same thing on the front door at Madison Square Garden. Keep your fucking shoes on, you goddamn mongrel. It made me so god... like, <laughs> like uh, Irrationally uh, annoyed. I'll use that term again. Because I can't... I, I just simply do not understand uh you know the reason behind it like what's the point you know what what is the actual point of of standing there with your shoes on the other thing that killed me right so i'm wearing sneakers wearing sperries right and i'm literally sticking to the fucking floor at times sticking to the floor and every time i moved my foot and you know picked up my sticky shoe all i'm thinking is is that That fucking guy over there is standing there with no shoes on. And I bet this fucking sick fuck went back to his hotel or his house or whatever and just went right to bed. Didn't wash his feet, nothing. Because he's that kind of fucking guy. Anybody that stands at Madison Square Garden with no shoes on for hours on end does not care about hygiene at all. At all. It was disgusting. It made me angry. As evidenced by me pointing at the camera with a pen. Because I'm recording this for the YouTube. Why? I don't fucking know. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, The other thing that got me, Dave Grohl, very little gray hair. So either he's uh, aging very, very well. Or there's a serious dye job going on there. I do think he's a little uh, thin at the top because there are a couple of um, uh, instances in, in some videos that I took where I'm seeing him turn around and he's facing Taylor Hawkins and I'm like, ooh, that looks a little shiny on the top, David. Mm? A little Grecian formula up top there, buddy. Give that a shot. You know, maybe have your uh, your hairdresser dye that space for you. Maybe that'll help. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. He seems like a great guy. Nice fella. Funny. He's allegedly a West Ham fan. I don't know how accurate that is, but, uh, you know. Uh, anyways. Um, what else? I have, like, literally a handful of dumb things to talk about. So, uh, stick around. The soothing, gentle sounds of strumming an acoustic guitar really has nothing to do with this ad at all. But I just want to let you know I have some merchandise at the merch store bonfire.com/store/complaints. You see, I've made that web address a tad easier. It's still too long. But I don't have any other way to change it, so please indulge me, if you will. I have a few shirts up for sale, including the brand new tagline, The Village Idiot Has Spoken. That's about it, really. But listen, do yourself a favor, go to the store, buy a t-shirt, show the world that you Don't give a solitary shit about what you listen to on a regular basis. That's bonfire.com slash store slash complaints. And get your Complaints and Observations merch today. I know you fast-forwarded through that commercial. Because, um... Because you're an asshole. That's why. No, not really. I don't know. <clears throat> so as I said, a bunch of just random dumb shit that I want to talk about. And kind of piggybacking off of my um, New York City trip from uh, earlier this week. Travel centers. So like uh, rest area Not rest areas. Um, service areas. Travel centers. Whatever you call them. In Connecticut, they call them travel centers. I don't know what they call them elsewhere truck stop, whatever. Uh, they are just a, a bastion of fascinating activity. Um, my wife says that she could just sit and watch and just people watch for like an hour. And I don't think she's wrong. I think I could probably do the same thing. Little weird folks that are... Oh, sorry for the noise. Traveling and stopping at travel centers. But... Um, couple of really random things, all right? First, I went to um, the local Honeydew Donuts the other day to pick up a coffee. Honeydew coffee, 10 times better than Dunkin' Donuts coffee. That's a fact. I don't care what you say. It's a fact. A little bit more expensive, but whatever. So I'm in line at the drive-thru. Two cars in front of me. First one, it's a police officer in his cruiser. Behind uh, the police officer is a woman in a minivan. Now, I can see this woman, uh, attractive woman. She's driving a minivan, so I'm going to assume she has children. Cop gets his coffee. Off he goes. Next woman goes up. So the next woman, the woman goes up and uh, goes to hand money to the cashier. The cashier puts up the stop sign. And says, because I can hear it clear as day, the officer paid for your uh, your stuff, and she proceeds to say thank you to the cashier, which I thought was weird, but you know, so it got me thinking. Okay, so the cop that paid for for this woman's stuff is two things, right? One, he knows her, and he's just being kind, but she didn't she didn't lead on. That that was the case. Um, She didn't lead on that. um, That she knew the cop. She didn't say anything to the cashier. Nothing. There was no. All it was was. Oh thank you. Ha 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 ha. And then took her stuff. And off she went. Now what she's supposed to do. Is reciprocate. Pay for my coffee. And I'm supposed to do it for the person behind me. So on and so forth. And so on. Didn't happen. So it made me think. Is the cop just shooting his shot here? Did he look up in the rear view? See, this woman's like, oh, man, she's attractive. Let me let me try paying for her coffee, and then maybe somewhere down the line, it'll pay off. Just got me thinking. It's like, you know what, man? Hey, shoot your shot, right? If that's what it was, it probably wasn't. I mean, the odds of it are probably pretty slim, but that's just that's what I was thinking. It's kind of strange. Um, and there's really no rhyme or reason to that thought. It's just uh, one of these things that, that happens during the course of my week that I write down on my notes so that I can talk about it on my show. Aren't you glad I did that? Yeah. A few uh, sports-related things. First, um, the NCAA uh, was literally just fucking gang-raped by uh, the Supreme Court, unanimously saying that their educational benefits are garbage. It's not explicitly saying that college kids can be paid for uh, playing sports, but it basically says that putting limitations on the educational benefits are uh, not kosher to... you. for the lack of a better term. So basically what that means is that these kids are going to be able to do things educationally, quote unquote, um, on top of their scholarships. That also means that a benefit like our friend from the show, Brittany Collins, who, you know, a mistake, which the NCAA termed a benefit of that $275 that was in her bank account as repayment for a phone, a landline, Uh, would be considered uh, an additional benefit above and beyond the educational uh, scholarship benefits that they receive. And it would have been fine, would have been uh, kosher, would have been legal. So it's curious to see in her case what happens where if the NCAA, you know, scraps their case against her, uh, reinstates the A-10 championship, Reinstates her, you know, two years of UMass tennis uh, record and, and what's not. I'm, I'm very curious to see how that plays out. I'm curious to see how the rest of this plays out. Where, uh, you know, you might have guys that aren't good enough to play professional ball, but are, are very very popular within their uh, local sphere. So they're at you know, bumfuck university. Uh, they're pretty good ball players. They have excellent personalities. Uh, guys, gals, softball players, swimmers, uh, baseball players, tennis players, whatever, uh, are suddenly endorsed by you know the local coffee chain, the local car dealership, uh, shit like that. They're making some money on top of going to school. That's the ideal situation. Or, how about this? They can just go and get a fucking job. They can just go and get a job. Which you can't do right now if you're on scholarship in the NCAA. You can't have a job. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. But you can't. So, hopefully, the NCAA is dead. Where I think this is going to go is once they allow these kids to start making some money, is you're going to see some of these big schools just dump the NCAA altogether. They're going to start their own fucking thing. The SEC SEC is going to... They're going to just wash their hands of the NCAA and say, yeah, you know what, we're done with you. We're going to just start, you know, the actual uh, Southeastern Conference and just do things our own way. And it's going to be basically minor league sports. You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens to the – because Title IX is not going to have any sort of uh, effect on uh, a private entity like – the SEC. So you won't see state schools, obviously, because, you know, my, my guess is well, that, that sort of throws a wrench into my whole argument, doesn't it? Hmm. I wonder how that would work. Huh. Well, you know what? I still think that's how it's going to go. I just wonder how that would play out, sort of, not logistically, but, you know, uh, legally, I guess, probably the best way to put it. But so hopefully, fingers crossed, the NCAA is dying because it needs to go. Or it needs to be completely fucking uh, revamped for, for the 21st century. Um, two, these athletes and, and, the, and the COVID vaccine. I, I, don't, I don't understand how uh, professional franchises are not uh, doing a better job of PR. When you have people who should not be saying anything about anything, let alone science or the vaccine, uh, are saying things um, that they shouldn't be saying. Now, look, I I think I've made this pretty clear on the show. I'm very pro-vaccine. I think everyone should get it. It's a, uh, you know, look, I, I trust science more than I trust, for example, Cole Beasley of the Buffalo Bills. This fucking idiot <clears throat> said, seriously, quote, I'd rather die living my life, end quote, than get the vaccine. Like what is that? What is that? What kind of fucking stance is that? Like what kind of selfish fuckwad is Cole Beasley? So if you get it and give it to someone else, then what? You don't care? That's the that's the, that's the big thing for me, right? You're not just doing it for yourself, you're doing it for the greater good. Now, look, some people are going to, obviously, some people like Cole Beasley and his ilk are going to, uh, you know, think that's some sort of government conspiracy, some communist scheme, if you will, but, you know, to, to make people, I don't know, not die, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. I just don't understand why these guys are bothering to say anything. Um, that dumb fuck Zach Wilson got drafted by the Jets. Who's going to be a bust and a half, uh, was probably the only, uh, well, I, maybe I can't call him a dumb fuck. Somebody asked some reporter asked him about it and he's like, you know, that's, that's between me and me. I'm not going to, I don't have to answer that. And he's right. He doesn't, he doesn't have to fucking answer it. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. Fine. But do you have to fucking run around advertising it? Like Cole Beasley and him and his fucking water brain? That guy said more concussions and fucking Jimmy Carter had little liver pills. You don't get that reference, which is fine. Uh, you have to be really fucking old to get that reference. The only reason I know it is because of my mother, who uses shit like that all the time. I don't know if that's an idiom or not. I don't think it is, but it could be. Who knows? Um, so just please be quiet. It's, it's you know... Most rationally thinking people are just saying, if you don't want to do it, whatever, fine. Just shut up about it. Just stop. You're better off, we're all better off not knowing. How's that? Because you don't care if you get somebody sick, so why should I fucking care if you don't want to take it? Right? Fair? Good? Moving on. Celtics uh, have uh, a new coach. Uh, Ime Udaka. I hope I did not butcher his name. Eventually, I will get it correct. Uh, this young man, pedigree and a half. Uh, he is not one of these dudes that is just, uh, you know, getting getting a job because he, he played basketball. Um, not exactly the case. Young guy, 43. Uh, he's actually married uh, to Nia Long. If you're not familiar with Nia Long, she was on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Once upon a time, she played um, she played Will's girlfriend, Lisa, on the show. How about that? Isn't that interesting. I literally just found that out as I was googling uh, Ime Udaka, whose middle name is Sunday. Interesting. Hmm. That's funny. But uh, yeah. A nine-year assistant under Greg Popovich, so the pedigree is there. Played ball uh, in the NBA, played uh, overseas, was a coach uh, for Team USA a year before last. So, uh, you know, apparently he has been vetted by, uh, you know, uh, Tatum, Brown, and Smart. I love Marcus Smart, but I don't think he's long for this team, but that's neither here nor there. So very interesting. Uh, Nia Long coming to Boston. How about that? Pretty cool. Huh. That is pretty awesome. Weird. Not weird. Just whatever. But should be good. I think, It and from everything I've read, is he's got a little bit of an edge to him. Big defensive first kind of guy. Very Greg Popovich uh, style. So I like that. I think that. I think the team needs a little bit more professionalism a little edge uh i think in in honestly brad stevens went and basically found the complete opposite to himself not the complete opposite but the opposite of himself Uh, brad stevens probably a defensive first guy but no edge to him whatsoever and so you know the thinking is that this guy is going to have a little bit more clout in the room so i'm very curious to see how this plays out i like it so far For Brad Stevens as president of the team, two moves, and quite frankly, two wins. Because trading Kemba Walker, as much as I like Kemba Walker as a player, he was making way too much fucking money, and he didn't play enough. Uh, Al Horford is not the same Al Horford that was here a few years ago. He's not, but he's cheaper. And that's really the big thing. So two for two for Brad, President Brad. Um, GM Willikers. Brad Stevens. Uh, that's another stolen bit, but you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that's good. I'm very curious to see how this plays out. I'm also curious how, uh, you know, how these, uh, voicemails that I've been pumping and talking about for the last three months, uh, are going to play out. I do have one, a shock amongst shocks. Yeah, here we go. Hey, David, a long-time listener. Um, I think the movie trailer reviews are some of the best material, the best segment you have going for you. You're always talking about trailers. I'm curious, is there anything you're watching completely? Are you watching any shows or have you seen any movies, not just the trailer? Are you actually watching anything? We'd love to hear your feedback. I call from a mysterious listener. Uh, no idea who that is. Um, But a very insightful question. Thank you. Um, You're right about one thing, caller. Um, The movie trailer review segment is dynamite. Um, All thanks to AP Dave. Um, But what am I... What, aside from trailers, twailers. Aside from twailers. Fucking A. Um, Aside from trailers, what do I watch? Well... Not much, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I literally just finished season one of Ted Lasso. And uh, I have to say, an unbelievably delightful program. Um, it's Just something that, um, as I'm watching it, I'm like, my goodness, what a fun, uh, absolutely fun show. Maybe it's because um, you know I, I loved um, Scrubs, uh, and Bill Lawrence, who is the writer for Bill uh, for Ted Lasso, uh, created Scrubs. Love Scrubs. Um, Bill Lawrence also did. Um, Boy Meets World, he did Spin City, he did uh, some others. Oh, he did Cougar Town, which I thoroughly enjoyed, but that was only because of Busy Phillips, who I thoroughly enjoy. Um, but yeah, uh, he's also married to Krista Miller. I don't know if you're familiar with Krista Miller. Um, she's funny. I enjoy her. And have, That sounded weird, didn't it? Jesus. I enjoy her. (laughs) Whatever. Anyways. Ted Lasso. Loved it. Loved it to death. Uh, Really might actually go and watch it again. Probably not, but I say that because that's how much I enjoyed it. Um, What else am I watching? Letter Kenny. Another uh, funny show. This one's on Hulu. It's Canadian. It's quite frankly uh, the dumbest thing I've ever seen, and I love it. Um, Almost done with that. It's about nine seasons, I think. I think we're through eight. But I mean, other than that, I don't, I don't watch a ton. Like the Curse of Oak Island, I watch that. Uh, but that's I watch that because it's one of these things that you're so fucking invested in, because you don't want to miss when they actually fucking find something. They're not gonna find like a giant treasure. They're gonna find like one thing, um, and that'll be that. And it won't even be like super valuable. It'll be like a historic artifact of some kind. That's my th- that's my theory on that. Uh, Movies, I couldn't tell you the last movie I watched. because I just, again, I have the fucking attention span of a gnat. And I just don't, I can't, I can't focus. My anxiety goes through the roof when I'm watching movies. Uh, It's awful. I should probably just smoke weed and watch movies. I'd probably watch a lot more if I smoked and and watched movies. But um, I haven't done that. I probably should. What was the last movie I watched? Jesus. Um, hmm. Fuck, that is a fair question. Like, I get Shawshanked uh, on a handful of movies if I'm, like, just flipping through cable and trying to, you know, if there's nothing on. Uh, Shawshank uh, is not one of them. I've seen Shawshank, enjoy it, but it, to me, that's not. Here's the other problem, too. I'm not, like, big into. Too many, like dramas or thrillers or, or horror movies. So it's not. I'm not going to watch a drama over and over again because the drama is gone. You know what's going. You know what's going to happen. You know what they're going to say and do. So it's gone. I mean, look, there might be a handful, but uh, nothing that jumps off the page. So I've seen Shawshank Redemption. Uh, Redemption enjoyed it. Uh, may have watched it a second time. I don't recall. But uh, yeah, that's it. I'm all set. I'm done. I mean, there's a you know a couple of interesting parts in it, and you know a couple of laughs in it, but not nothing, nothing that draws me into it over and over and over again like it does some other people. The one movie that does do that, the Blues Brothers. I've seen that movie fifty thousand fucking times. I love it, and every time it's on, I watch it. Uh, Saving Sarah Marshall is another one. When I see that's on, I have to watch it. Why? I have no fucking idea. I enjoy it. It's, uh, you know, a funny movie. I like to laugh when I watch uh, TV or movies. I don't, you know, action movies are okay. They're okay. Um, I am actually, take that back. I am watching uh, the Star Wars animated series, The Bad Batch. I'm watching that. I am through, I think, three or four episodes of that. So there you go. I'm currently watching three things. Uh, one of which I finished, one is almost finished, and the other one I think has about six or seven uh, episodes to go. So uh, thank you for your question, Mysterious Caller. Uh, I appreciate you calling in. Um, if you want to call in and, and you have a question you're, that you just need answered, that if you're sitting around thinking to yourself, boy, I really want to know what Dave LaPointe is thinking right now about movies or something, give me a call, 617-65-RIP-EM. 617 617- six, five, seven, four, seven, three, six. Call in. And you know what? Call in and have a complaint too. You know, questions are great. Love questions. So thank you, uh, caller for the question. It's great. Good content. Appreciate it. Um, but I would like a complaint or an observation as well. You know, what's going on at work? What's going on in your, uh, your life? You know, hopefully you have a, a complaint. You know, that's, ultimately that's what I would like, is for a bunch of people to call in and complain with a bunch of different shit, and then I could just talk about it. Like, that would be fucking phenomenal. That's a dream. It's a dream come true. Well, not really. Um, so, as it is Thursday, uh, it is time for three gripes. Gripe number one, Subway fucking Blows. Subway was in the news this week because someone at the New York Times um, wrote a scathing article about the tuna fish at Subway. And um, uh, this young lady was just awesome. I mean, the article is good. It's a good article. And um, she actually takes some of the uh, tuna fish and ships it to a lab to be tested for like basically a dna test to find out if it's actually tuna because uh subway is currently embroiled in a class action lawsuit brought by two people who are saying or who said initially uh, that they did not think that it was tuna which is interesting so the results came back and and basically they said um, that there was no uh, amplifiable tuna DNA present in the sample. So we obtained no amplification products from the DNA. Therefore, we cannot identify the species, which means one of two things. It's either uh, so full of mayo that they couldn't take anything out, or uh, there's nothing that's tuna. And then, but here's this is the fucking problem with the media. This is a great article, Okay. But then, like, so she gets three-quarters of the way in, shares the results, and then at the end, like, to be fair, Inside Edition sent samples from three subway locations in Queens, and they found that it was tuna. Okay, so this entire fucking, you know, time, I'm reading about this fake tuna, and other parts of the country, they found it to be tuna. And then, (laughs) at the same time, she's like, even the plaintiffs have softened their original claims. Uh, In a new filing from June... The complaint centered on whether or not uh, Subway's tuna was not uh, tuna at all, but whether it was 100% sustainably caught skipjack or yellowfin tuna. So even the people that are suing fucking Subway have spun it, uh, have have basically backed down to say, yeah, that's not my complaint anymore. But, you know, what the fuck are we doing? I just read this entire fucking article and it's bullshit. It's bullshit. That's the problem, you know, but whatever. Whatever. The, the crux of the matter is, tuna fish aside, subway fucking sucks. Their food sucks, their service sucks, their business sucks, everything about it sucks. Yet, for some reason, there's like 40,000 fucking subway locations on planet Earth. Apparently, in New York City, there's one subway location every four and a half blocks. What? Why do we need so many fucking subways? Who fucking eats this shit? You know who does? Children. Children. Children eat it. Uh, my wife's niece and nephew, they love it. It makes me wonder what their parents are teaching them. Uh, look, I'm a fat person. I will not eat Subway. Because it's gross. Their meats are all turkey-based. Every, sing- every single thing is turkey-based. So ham is, you know, a little bit of pig, mostly turkey. The turkey. It's turkey. Uh, the salami, a little bit of uh, of turkey, and the rest is whatever is in fucking salami. Roast beef, a little bit of turkey, a little bit of beef, and then uh, food coloring to make it look, um, you know, beefy. They also cook their bacon in a fucking microwave. The bread is very good. I mean, it's, a, it's legitimately fresh-baked bread, but I'm not going to Subway just to buy a loaf of fucking bread. I worked at a D'Angelo's for about two weeks. And um, it really changed my feeling on the prepared uh, salad portion of the menus. Tuna salad, chicken salad, uh, seafood salad, those, those three things specifically. Uh, they made it pretty clear that you weren't to throw any of that stuff out unless it was 72 hours old. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to eat um, like chicken salad that spends, uh, you know, I, I would, oh Christ, I don't know, half of that 72 hours uh, just sitting out. No, it's gross. The containers are disgusting. Like cleaning those things at the end of the night were fucking. And I was management at this D'Angelo's, and it was uh, the worst two weeks of my life. Man, I shouldn't say that's hyperbole, but whatever. They're gross. The long and the short of this is uh subway sucks gripe number two uh car dealerships also fucking suck so my wife i've talked about my wife way too much in this episode my sincerest apologies jennifer it's just uh you know that's that's how the cookie crumbles with this terrible show um she decided that uh, well i shouldn't say she decided the car dealership that she bought her car from called her up and said hey we want to give you a lot of money for your car. Now, my wife drives a lot. So, you know, she only had the car a couple of years, but she's got like 76,000 miles on the fucking car. Plus, we just drove it to fucking New York. So, there you go. So, anyways, so she goes, uh, great, you know, the car that they put her in, eh, you know, it's a car. She's, uh, It's a downgrade. But, but the thing of it is, it's a money deal. Just like getting rid of Kemba Walker and taking back Al Horford... My wife got rid of uh, the Tucson, which in this case is uh, the Kemba Walker, and got back the Hyundai Kona, which is, in this uh, uh, example, Al Horford. But she's saving money because she was upside down. And the other thing, now she's not upside down. Well, she goes back today to, deal, to sign paperwork after she had already taken the car home last night. Uh, and these fuckers had the balls to come out and say that she needed to give them more fucking money down. It is like, what a shakedown. What a bullshit fucking shakedown. Um, I don't think I will ever buy a car at a car dealership ever again. I think if I do buy a car, it's going to be for cash. It's going to be private. Or I'm going to do like that fucking Carvana thing where it's all done online. Going to a car dealership like, why don't you just take bamboo shoots and hammer them under your toenails? Because that's about the equivalent uh, of, of pain that you're going to experience. You would think that a dealership would, would change their tactics, okay? Somebody has to figure this out, which is why you're going to start to see way more people buying shit online, including cars, because it is a fucking nightmare to deal with these people the first dealer that comes up with a reasonable way to handle this so that it's not a gigantic headache is going to make a bazillion dollars. That's right. A bazillion. It's an actual number because quite frankly, there's no fucking, there's no reason for it. Like why do they have to be snakes? Why do they all have to be fucking snakes? And look, there could be more to it. There could be legitimate reasons for them to act that way. But, you know, you never, you never share it with the general public, so how the fuck are we supposed to know? All it, looks like, all it looks like is that you're being shysters and you're being shitty. That's it. It's amazing. So I told her, I said, look, go back in there and say, look, we agreed to a deal last night and now you're fucking changing the rules? That's not how this works. Give me my car back. Well, and eventually, magically, they were able to fix the problem quote-unquote fix uh, whatever it is that was a problem that they just so desperately needed more money from her. Bullshit. She could go in and literally just fucking buy the car cash if she wanted to. That's not the point. Not the point. And honestly, that just... uh, It just makes me so mad thinking about it because the last time I bought a car 11 years ago now? Yeah, 11 years ago the last time I bought a car and I went into the dealership and they were, they were super nice. Like the guy that I dealt with was great, but then the fucking finance guy gets involved and it's like, what am I doing here? What am I fucking doing here? What a mistake. And that's why I have a fucking 11 year old Honda fit with 115,000 miles on it. Cause I don't want to fucking go through it again. And one and and I don't want to pay for a car anymore either. I hate cars. I fucking hate them. If I could live my life without a car, I would do it. But it's impossible. You can't. Oh, that was whiny, wasn't it? Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> uh, gripe number three. This is this is a serious portion of the program, and I'm kind of uh, it sucks that I that I even have to talk about this, but I do. Uh, gripe number three is cancer. Fuck cancer. I've said this on the program before. But uh, I learned over the weekend that a friend of mine, by the name of Andrew Boyd, uh, passed away at, uh, I believe he was 39. I don't think he was yet 40, which is far too young. Uh, Andy uh, worked with me, Christ, this was about 15 years ago, um, back when I was working for GameStop, way back in the day. And uh, Andy... And he came into my life like a fucking uh, bat out of hell, uh, thick Southern accent, moved up uh, to, to Massachusetts from uh, Oklahoma or from, oh, he lived in Arkansas and Oklahoma, but I think he had come from Oklahoma to Massachusetts. Yeah, that's what it was. He um, had a very interesting way about him and uh andy and i got along very well uh he could be kind of a dick which was fine he was just the way he was very interesting personality um loved video games loved weed uh loved basketball oddly enough but um he was he was just a he was a funny guy i thoroughly enjoyed him and uh you know, once we, once we, he he left uh, GameStop. He ended up working at Spencer's Gifts for a while, which he fit in like a fucking glove. Like it was perfect for him. But I mean, he was right down the hall from where I work, so I saw him all the time. Uh, he became good friends with uh, another friend of mine at the mall, uh, Miko. Miko and I are still good friends. And uh, but him and Miko were were very very close. And so Mika was the one that told me about Andy's untimely passing uh, over the weekend. And, um, but, uh, so he got cancer, I want to say maybe four or five years ago. It might even be less than that, but, uh, Andy was married for a bit, had a couple of kids. Um, uh, you know, that relationship was, I don't want to say doomed from the jump, but it was a lot going on there. And, you know, I only met her, I think just one time, but. Um, everything that I ever heard from Andy was always a little suspect, and and they ended up getting back together, and breaking up, and getting back together, and getting married, and having children, and you know, a divorce. So, but, you know, and it was tough. But the thing about Andy is, boy, he was uh, he was very very committed to his children. Loved his kids, absolutely loved his kids. We had a boy and a girl, and uh, I I my heart is broken for them, absolutely broken, because I just you know, I lost my father at fucking what? 38, 39, uh, 37, 37. Can't imagine losing my dad at 10, 11 years. I, I think his oldest was about 10 or 11. Can't imagine that. And, uh, you know, he suffered. The poor guy, he, he fucking suffered at the end. Uh, life was very tough for him. And life had been tough for him anyway, but. Um, he had a very interesting outlook on life and he was a very he was a good guy he was a good guy and uh, i liked him and uh, quite frankly I'm, I'm sad um that he's uh, that he's passed but i think at the same time it was' it's probably best because like i said he was having a very difficult time <clears throat> so that'll do it for the show uh, i kind of sucks when i ended it on such a somber note but um you know i wanted to make sure that i that i talked about that i had to kind of take a step back at the end of that but um thank you as always for listening hopefully you got through the whole show uh, check out the youtube page uh you can see me doing the show for some weird fucking reason uh, on the youtube i don't think anyone's really gonna see it so far 45 minutes up zero views well what can you do you know it's fine you gotta start it somewhere you got to start somewhere hopefully this will be the start of a maybe i'll get as many viewers or subscribers on youtube as um as i do <laughs> uh, god to the show anyways uh complaints and observations on youtube check it out uh, It's pretty bad um also, I have a, a Twitter account, at ComplaintsPod. So I have an Instagram account, at ComplaintsPod. I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. Hopefully next week, um, I will have a guest, fingers crossed. I say that every week, but that's the goal. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. We'll see. Um, what else? Uh, I have the merch store, bonfire.com, slash complaints. Check it out. Couples, couple of... Uh, fun shirts up there, one that that just went live not too long ago that I purchased uh, for myself, and I'm looking forward to uh, rocking that. Um, Not a show, not a a piece of show merch, per se, but um, yeah. Uh, But yeah, that's it. Um, Thank you (laughs) very much. Jesus Christ, I shouldn't do that. Uh, let me ta- let me start again. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Um, please tell your friends. Tell your moms. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta ta.